Welcome in episode 10 of the Print Fest DFS podcast. I am your host, Justin Rue, alongside Scott Bandy, and we're going to be breaking down our lineups uh, that we played in week 10 of DraftKings Cash, and it was not a good week. Uh, as you can tell, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> looking, at, looking at Scott's lineup, you got the doors blown off you, so did I, uh, you a little more than me, but uh, let, let's, let's just get right into it and start breaking down our lineup. So we'll start with yours. Wow. Uh, holy shit. I think <laughs> to say that I got the doors blown off me would be quite an understatement. Um, far and away the worst week I've ever had. Uh, last week I won hundred percent of my head to heads. I cashed every contest I played. Um, this week I won $0. I lost every single head to head to not cash double ups, 50 fifties, I finished like 50 points below the line of cash in most uh, most double ups. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I don't know whether to be mad or just laugh at this. I mean, on the right side, I can't imagine ever having a lineup this bad ever again. But, you know, I guess just to start it off, what I'm really mad at myself about is that I tinkered afternoon. So I talked about a couple of weeks ago how I was done doing that because it stresses me out and it gets me off the process that got me to Sunday morning. So that's a little bit frustrating. Uh, what, what had happened was we were chatting about Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, um, a little bit of the, the concerns for Adams and how we thought Thomas was close to Adams in terms of the play, especially at the price point. And I had told you, you know, you know I'm not going to tinker. I'm not going to tinker. I feel good about where I am. But then I went in and I started tinkering and I was like, oh, let me just see what I can get. And I found this lineup where I could fit Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, and Keenan Allen, three of the best receiver plays on the board, in my opinion, three complete alphas, I thought. But I couldn't keep Kyler in my lineup. Uh, there was no way that I could really get there. Even if I went down off Eifert to min tight end, uh, I was still going to be $100 off. So I went down to Russ, which I thought was pretty safe. Uh, Russ is having the second best fantasy season of all time at quarterback behind Kyler. So I felt great about that. And really the 2v2 was Kyler – uh, so in the 3v3 would have been Kyler, Devontae Adams, Josh Reynolds, or Russ, Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup. And holy cow, did I – I thought Russ, Cooper Cup, Michael Thomas was fire. I didn't want to feel – fade Kyler, I didn't feel good about it, but there wasn't – I really didn't have wiggle room after I – Unfortunately, he decided to tinker this lineup, and man, did I bite the dust. Even if I had stayed on that Wednesday lineup, I still would have lost money, but man, I would have salvaged at least some of these contests. Yeah, I think that lineup scored like 112 or something, so still a few points shy of the cash line, but man, it was a rough week. Russ had this worst year, worst uh, game of the year by far. Holy crap, they got trucked, um, especially at 2% ownership. Man, that really killed me. Um, so yeah, quarterback, um, we both played the same three running backs, Aaron Jones, Duke Johnson, Mike Davis. None of them got there, frankly. 
none of them. Even Aaron Jones about 14. That's not getting there at 7,100. I mean, that's barely 2X. Duke Johnson did nothing. Weirdly, he didn't catch a pass, even though the weather kind of dictated a shorter passing attack. Both those teams just played god-awful in that weather. Uh, and then Mike Davis, I mean, we knew it was a rough matchup heading into the week, but at 4K with the projected workload he got, I mean, it was it was impossible to fade that. He was a total lock, even if he hit 8.4 points. He was, as you can see, he was 80% owned. So, man. Uh, yeah, Mike Mike Davis was a total lock. I, if you didn't play Mike Davis at 4K when he's projecting for anywhere between 16 to 20 touches with probably five or six targets, I mean that that kind of workload you just you just don't fade. It doesn't really matter about the matchup. I am not upset about Mike Davis not getting there. He like like you said, he was 80% owned. He was he was perfectly fine. Aaron Jones. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how many snaps he played. Uh, I can pull this up. but That was uh, really tilting early on in that game where it was seemingly a 50-50 split between him and Jamal. That was quite tilting. Yeah, he ended up playing – pull this up. He ended up playing 63% of snaps, so he, he was actually fine. Um, that's about what you would you expect from Aaron Jones. He does split time. But, yeah, he was 74% owned. He just didn't get into the box. You know, he got 13 carries, and he had five receptions. He just didn't get into the box. Um, if he gets into the box there, he scores over 20, and you're not really upset about it at all. So, um, yeah, Aaron Jones was, I think, perfectly fine. You know, at home against Jacksonville, I, I was never fading Aaron Jones either. And then Duke Johnson, I mean, the guy played 95% of snaps. He led the entire league in snap rate uh, this week. You know, he did have 14 – he had 14 carries. He led all running backs – um, you know, in percent of, of backfield carries. So he had a hundred of them. Yeah, he, he had all, all of the backfield carries. So, you know, between Mike Davis, Duke Johnson, Aaron Jones, all of their workloads were, were perfectly fine. Uh, you know, they, they just didn't get there, but for, you know, process wise, I, I would play all three of them easily. I would play them again. Yeah. I mean, it really seems like if you faded three uh, chalky running backs, you probably made money. If you play Kamara over Aaron Jones, man, you're rich. Yeah. Um, if you faded Duke Johnson, you're probably rich. <laughs> um, but I guess moving on the receiver, Michael Thomas is 7.4K. Man, did he run bad. Um, yeah, he ran pretty bad. Just two receptions. The Saints just didn't throw, man. I think they had like 23 passing attempts for the entirety of this game which is – that's like Kirk Cousins level bad. Uh, yeah, Michael Thomas – What, the second highest whopper on the slate? Yeah, second highest whopper on the slate. So he had 30% of the targets and 61% of the team's air yards. So he was getting peppered, but they only – he only had seven targets, but they only threw the ball 23 times. Yeah. You know, you would expect Michael Thomas in the dome to just absolutely hammer like he always does. And and I will go right back to him next week. He's against Atlanta. I don't care. I'm going right back to him in the dome in a shootout with Jameis at the helm with Drew Brees with his cracked ribs and uh, collapsed along. Uh, I, I think Michael Thomas, he was, you know, he only had two for 27. So obviously it looks like an awful play and we look like fish for playing him over, you know, Stefan Diggs, who just absolutely smashed for like 28 points. But I'm perfectly fine with the process on Michael Thomas. I, I do not regret playing him 
uh, in the dome at 70, what was he, 7,400? Yeah. I, I do not feel bad about that play at all. Yeah, he just ran about as cold as you can run, really. I mean, you pointed out those stats, 60% of the team's air yards, 30% target share, second on the slate and whopper. Yeah. Just so happened that that whopper and the volume didn't match up. I mean, seven targets for Michael Thomas, who has like an 80% career catch rate. Yeah, you expect you at least want to see like five catches or something, but two catches for 27, man, that that that's killer when you had I mean Adams didn't hit value, but at least he got in the box. He put up like 20 points. Yeah. And Higgs was owned by you know what, about a quarter of the of the field. He he absolutely smashed. I don't think Hopkins was very young, but man, he smashed too. So it seemed like everyone around Michael Thomas smashed. <laughs> yeah, except him, right? Yeah. Um so I'll move on to Cooper Cup here. I really liked Cooper Cup coming into the week. Yeah, he was a little pricey, but man, that matchup against Seattle was real juicy. Um, ownership seems about right. There were, I mean, that was a pretty congested area at, at receiver. Um, five for fifty. It's not getting there. It's not what you want. Um, man, I really thought the over was a lock in this game. It didn't even approach that. It wasn't even remotely close. Uh, Josh Reynolds out-targeted him, had more air yards. Uh, so, And it didn't really help that Russ put up little to no fight. So the correlation between Russ and Cooper Cup, wow, talk about dead. I mean, just completely, completely dead. I mean, Josh Reynolds outscored Cooper Cup by I don't even know how much. But if you look at the 2v2 between Adams and Reynolds – or uh, Kyler and Reynolds for Russ and Cup. I mean, holy crap, what a swing. What a swing. Like, just rough, man. But the process-wise, it was it was the best matchup he's going to find all year. Seattle's absolutely getting dusted by receivers. It just so happened that, you know, the Seattle offense didn't really show up and didn't help that the Rams had three rushing touchdowns either. Golf was dead in this game. Right. Um, yeah, golf didn't throw a touchdown. I mean, so, when, when the touchdowns swing to the running backs like that, I mean, you're just – you're really just drawing dead there. Uh, and I know the Rams had been top – towards the top of the league in uh, rushing attempts in the red zone. Um, and, man, that's still hold, held true today. Three rushing touchdowns, one for uh, Henderson, two for Malcolm Brown. Just some more run bad. And, and then Keenan Allen at 7,100, who we both viewed as a virtual lock. Yeah, with, with the projected uh, target share that he has in that offense, I mean, he had ten targets in every single game with Justin Herbert. I think he ended up with what seven in this game. Um, but this is another game where their offense really didn't get going very much. I mean, yeah. So three real floor games from these receivers. Um, if I were to go back. I would have stayed on Reynolds and Adams. Obviously, that's hindsight bias at this point. Keenan Allen was a total lock. I feel fine about Michael Thomas and Cup. It just didn't work out this week, man. That's where it goes. That's where it goes. Uh, any comments on uh, Keenan yeah. Allen or Cup? Uh, no. I mean, look, Keenan Allen, he's getting doubled into targets every week. He just ran into a game where – you know, they, they didn't throw too much. They really just wanted to establish it with Kalen Balazs. So, um, imagine that. Yeah. Keenan Allen, I mean, and he still ended up having seven targets and got into the box. 
I uh, still so had a 22% target share, which is fine. If that's his floor. If 22% of the targets is his floor, I mean, I'm just going to continue plugging him in every week. Um, you know, Cooper Cup, uh, he didn't run as many routes uh, this week as uh, Reynolds led the team. Yeah, Reynolds led the team in routes, and Woods was was shortly behind him. So uh, it's just one of those weeks where they just they ran a lot of two tight end sets, and Cup kind of got squeezed a little bit, which we saw at the end of last year. Kind of weird, uh, but going into the week, I mean, Cooper Cup was perfectly fine there. He was getting a ton of targets. Uh, going against Seattle, of course, we know Seattle is terrible against the uh, against wide receivers and Cooper Cup. I you should have no regrets playing Cooper Cup at all. Yeah. So tight end, like I spoke about on Friday night, I, I went with Tyler Eifert. Um, for most of the week, I was on Dallas Goddard. Definitely felt better about Goddard, but again, Tyler Eifert made this um, this lineup work. So I mean, twenty seven hundred. He went two for fifteen three and a half points. That's well within the realm of outcomes when you're punting tight end. And I really didn't care. Tight end really doesn't matter. No one really got there at tight end in terms of the chalk. I don't believe um, Hunter Henry got in the box finally, but I'm not even sure what his ownership was. Waller didn't really do all that much. I don't believe. No, he had like six points. Yeah, no, tight end was, and everyone was on Goddard anyway, Goddard and Ingram and Waller, and they all busted out. So tight end, tight end didn't hurt you. I just think that, um, you know, this week on on a week where we had so much value at running back, um, I don't think we needed to punt tight end, but, you know, I, I thought it was fine if because it, it got you up to to cup instead of uh, someone like maybe Devontae Adam or Devontae Parker, right? right? It got you up from Parker. Yeah. So, no, I, I think that was perfectly fine going. It's always – Punting tight end, I, I think, is, is always in play, um, especially when we need the value. I talk about it all the time. The tight end just truly doesn't matter in terms of DFS. It's a complete wasteland of a position, uh, especially this year. Um, so, he, I mean, Eifert coming into the game, three straight games, averaging six targets per game over that span. I felt fine with that at 2,700, especially with LaVisca out. I thought that might – Give a little bit of a bump to his target share just because of their similar A dots in comparison to the other three guys uh, at receiver. So it is what it is. I'm not mad about Tyler Eifert at all. I mean, three and a half points at a 2.7K tight end. Uh, you can't not expect that, you know? So, yeah, it's going to happen. And then lastly, I played Bengals D, 2100, second cheapest defense on the board. Uh, defense is, you know, I don't really give too much thought to it. I don't. I don't really pay up for defense. Um, you actually talked me into playing Rams defense Sunday morning, but I, I didn't have the the extra hundred bucks to get there. So, and I also wasn't going to play Rams defense if I was playing Russ either. So, yeah. there's that. But um, yeah, Bengals defense. I mean, minus four. It is what it is. Twenty one hundred dollar defense. Um, they just kind of made the rest of the lineup fit. So don't really give too much thought to that. There's so much variance at the position that it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really, really rough week uh, for you. I, I was, I got smoked too and not nearly as bad as you, um, you know, but I did get absolutely whacked. So we're going to go over to a screen share on my lineup and uh, we'll kind of break down. We, we had a few of the same plays, but we'll kind of break down my lineup as well here. So, uh I played uh, Kyler Murray at quarterback. I think that 
you know, Kyler Murray, he was, he was 50 some odd percent owned, um, you know, 55% owned in, in cash. And he ended up putting up 30.1 or, or 30.9. It's just, just another smash read from Kyler on the ground, 61 rushing yards, ended up getting in the box twice, rushing and through a passing touchdown on that last Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins, which was just the ludicrous um, total windmill there at the end with, with Kyler Murray still. Uh, I only put up 102.2 this week, line of cash. Like we mentioned before, was a buck eighteen. So you know, finishing sixteen points below line of cash. I only won eighteen percent of my head-to-heads this week, so I really took it on the chin. Uh, it, obviously, not nearly as bad as you. You know, not not winning any of your head-to-heads. That's just the way it goes. But um, you know, I, I did salvage at least something. Um, so yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray. We talked about him on Friday. Him just being a total lock with his rushing, uh, and he's hit value literally every week that uh, that he's played this year. It's nine weeks in a row. Um, yeah, every game he's played, he's had over 24 points and he did it again. He scored 30, almost 31. So, um, I have no regrets, Kyler Murray, regardless of, of the result there. Um, Kyler was just a, a total smash and, and I'm happy I stayed on him all week. Yeah. I really regret fading him. I just shouldn't have tinkered. Um, man, that last second Hail Mary really just put the dagger in a little bit deeper. It salvaged. It really made a difference. I still would have lost money. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I would have salvaged something. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that lineup that I was on on Wednesday, I think scored one twelve. So, man, it was... yeah, you you were pretty much dead either way. But that that last touchdown did help me salvage something uh, on this slate. So, uh, running back, I played the same running backs we already talked about: Aaron Jones, Mike Davis, Duke Johnson. Uh, we already talked about Mike Thomas, like playing him in the dome. I will, I will almost always play him in the dome. Um, Keenan Allen, we mentioned him. So I, I ended up playing uh, Devontae Parker. So Parker with Preston Williams out last year, he was, I believe he averaged five and a half receptions for a hundred yards um, per game with Preston Williams out. And then with Preston Williams in, he averaged three and a half for 50 yards. Um, so, you know, I, I thought Parker really had a chance to dominate the targets in this matchup. And he did, uh, in the first quarter, he did end up catching a touchdown. He didn't get – he just barely didn't get that left foot down. And then, of course, uh, it's one thing to get the touchdown taken away from you. It's another thing to get the other chalky Miami Dolphins wide receiver, Jakeem Grant, to it, catch the ensuing touchdown on the very next play goes right to Jakeem Grant. So it's a 14-point swing right there. And honestly, if I get that, yeah, I mean, Parker was 31% owned uh, in double-ups. But – that at least helped me salvage a little bit something else there because a lot of people played Jakeem Grant. He was around 15, 20%. So, you know, that that's a 14 point swing between those two players that bumps you up to about 109 points. Um, you know, it gets me a little bit closer uh, and probably puts me, I don't know, around maybe winning like 30% in my head to heads as opposed to getting trucked with only 18%, you know, so every little bit helps. And that, that really did hurt. Um, still, he only ended up two for 31, but he ended up, uh, tenth on the tenth on the slate uh, in weighted opportunity. He had twenty nine percent of the targets um, and thirty four percent of the team's air yards uh, for a point six seven uh, weighted opportunity rating, which is really a solid number. They just did not throw much because uh, you know they they just wanted to play it safe and they ran the ball out with Salvin Ahmed. Um, so I, I I truly I don't have any regrets playing Devontae Parker there at five K. I think. 
I think I got in three alphas with Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, and Devontae Parker. I have no regrets there. Yeah, I really liked Parker, too, going into the game. I mean, we like to play alphas at receiver, and when you get a 5K alpha, you got to love that. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was completely fine. Uh, I was going back and forth with him a little bit on Saturday night and Sunday morning as well. And the other thing about that 14 points wing is if you got that Parker touchdown, or even if it just goes to anyone else except for Jakeen Grant, that lowers at least part of the field down a few points. So, yeah. yep. And on this slate, we needed everything we could get. Yeah, <laughs> and but when I, stuff I, like that happens. <laughs> yeah, Parker was completely fine. There's no regrets there. It was a great, it was a great spot for him at the price. So, yeah, and so at tight end, Dallas Goddard. Um, he ended up playing almost every snap. So he, he got the usage that I wanted for him. He did, he did leave the game at, at one point. I think they were reviving him for like a cushion for just like a couple of plays, but he ended up uh, with a 0.38 weighted opportunity rating, which was a uh, fifth on this slate. You know, he only ended up having six targets um, for a 17% shares and 18% of the team's air yards, but that's honestly not terrible for tight ends, uh, especially at 4,200. So, you know, against the Giants, I thought Dallas Goddard was was perfectly fine. He ended up being like 36% owned. So he's not even the reason that I got trucked. It was really just not having digs. And I think that, um, you know, not not considering Stefan Diggs um, over Michael Thomas was probably a mistake, not considering Diggs enough, um, given the fact that Diggs is just dominating in, in weight opportunity rating right the series, second on the team, or second in the league in air yards this season among all wide receivers. So... Um, yeah, I, I think not considering Stefan Diggs to give me some more correlation between Kyler Murray and Stefan Diggs could have been a mistake, uh, but I still have no regrets playing Michael Thomas in the dome. But at tight end, or uh, moving on to, to my defense play, so uh, yeah, I mean, I played the Rams, they were 2200, they were extremely cheap. They all right, they lead the league in yards per play allowed on defense. They only allow 4.7 yards per play. So this is actually a really, really solid defense. And they were priced down because they were going against Seattle. But, you know, I, I, I thought the under was going to hit in this game. I know you thought the over was going to hit. Um, I thought the Rams defense could really check uh, Russell Wilson. And, and they certainly did. They had six sacks, two interceptions, a fumble recovery. They only gave up 16 points. I mean, uh, 13 points from a 2200 defense. I don't know what more you could ask for. Uh, I felt really good about the process. They end up being uh, pretty chalky for a defense at 17% owned. So um, anytime you can get a defense, I mean, that's the thing. That's one thing I want to mention about defense is that really what you're looking for, you on DraftKings with the way the scoring is, you don't care if your defense gives up 30 points. You, you want them to be going against an offense that's going to throw a lot. And we know that Russ takes sacks and we know he's going to be throwing a lot. And yeah, he's, unbelievably efficient but sacks you know with, with him passing so much it creates an opportunity for sacks and turnovers and fumbles and all of that so I think at 2200 for this elite I mean Rams defense they're they're an elite unit um at 2200 so I felt very good about uh you know the process there with the Rams so I ended up with 102.2 points, winning 18% of my head-to-heads. I believe we had a 4v4. So I had Kyler, Devontae Parker, Goddard, and Rams, while you had uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Cooper Cup, Tyler Eifert, and Bengals. Um, 
you know, heading into the slate, I, I leaned my side there. I mean, obviously we, we talked about, um, you know, our lineups going into it and, and I leaned my side for sure there. And my lineup ended up scoring what 34 points more, something like that. 36 points more, um, you know, process wise, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much. Yeah. Just ran to the stone cold worst game that, that Russ is going to have. And that brought down Cooper cup as that game really just turned on and they, they ran the ball a lot. So, um, you know, bad run out for, for a couple of your players, but you know, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much there. Um, variance happens and that's just, uh, kind of the way it goes. Yeah. Process wise, I'm pretty happy with, with where I ended up. Um, it really was just an ultimate run bad week. The only process mistakes that I'm really reflecting on going into next week is one tinkering afternoon. I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, it really, it just stresses me out and it takes me away from where I've already been. And I felt so comfortable with where I was Sunday morning. I mean, I was telling you, I was like, this might be the easiest Sunday morning I have all year. <laughs> Uh, but then, you know, I went and tinkered, knew I shouldn't have and bit the bullet for it. So that's one process mistake. Second process mistake that you've already spoken to a little bit is not uh, considering Stefan Diggs a little bit more. I mean, that was the highest overrunner on the slate. Um, it, it correlated great with Kyler Murray. So, and he, like you said, he's been smashing every single week. He's so safe with, with just as much upside as, as, as anybody really. Um, I think you said that he's second in the league in air yards right now. Yeah. Um, so definitely think it was a mistake on my behalf to not consider him more, especially when I was already on guys like Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, all in that similar price range at the top of the receiver position. Um, so, yeah, process-wise, ultimately didn't work out. But for the most part, I'm not really mad with any of the decisions I made. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean – I feel great about Kyler, feel great about all three of the running back plays uh, for cash games. I feel great about getting three alphas of Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Devontae Parker in there. And I felt fine uh, that I didn't need to punt it off uh, with tight end. So I went with the solid player in Goddard and then closing out with the Rams at 2,200 in a game where, you know, I, I thought there'd be a lot of, a lot of passing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel fine about the process. It was my worst week all year, 118% by the head. So, not great there, uh, you know, results-wise, but, you know, it is what it is. So that is going to do it. You know, we, we took it on the chin this week. We do the podcast, and that, that's the way it goes. We, we talk about when we win, we talk about when we lose, and we reflect on, on our decisions. So that is going to do it for the Week 10 DraftKings recap. We're going to be back on Friday night, breaking down the Week 11 DraftKings main slate. Until then, good luck, everybody.